Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. You know what to do. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And while you're at it, make sure you tune in each weekday, 3 to 7, on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas, for the Charlie James Show. Feudalism. What is it? What is feudalism? Now, let me just read to you here from Dictionary.com. Feudalism, the dominant social system in medieval Europe in which nobility held lands from the crown in exchange for military service, and vassals were in turn tenants of the nobles, while the peasants, or the serfs, were obliged to live on their lord's land and give him homage, labor, and a share of the produce, notionally in exchange for military protection. Interesting there. So, feudalism, every definition that I look for, as far as feudalism is concerned, claims that it ended around uh, the 15th century. And folks, I'm here to tell you right now, that's just not true. It is not true. They seem to think this was some old medieval uh, system of doing things. But no, in fact, feudalism actually existed right up until around World War I. That was when the, the feudal system proper, you know, it was unspoken. It wasn't an official system, but it was certainly there. Well, that's when it started to go away right around World War I. Well, ever since then, the elite of this planet have been missing it. They really, really liked the feudal system, and they want to bring it back. And they are working very hard to bring it back. And the biggest culprit of all is Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Now, think about this. When you go to their website, the the, the wef.org or whatever it is, and you look at their website, it says everything you need to know about them on that website. You will own nothing and you will be happy. In fact, in some places, they even go a little bit further saying, you will own nothing, you will have no privacy, and you will be happy. Well, here's the big question that I always ask. If I don't own it, who does? Who does own this stuff? Well, when they say you will own nothing, that's exactly what they mean. You will not own your home. You will not own your vehicle. You will not own your appliances. You will not own your tools. You will not own anything. But somebody else will. Now, who are these people? And what gives them the right to own something when we can't? And exactly how is that going to make me happy? Well, I guess what they're, I don't understand. I really don't understand the people that are going, you know, that sounds like a pretty good idea. I'll own nothing and I'll be happy. Why, that's awesome. In uh, one of the spinoffs from the television series Tombstone, I think it was 18, uh, 1923 was the, uh, the title of that series. The, uh, the Duttons went into um, whatever town they were in in Montana. And in this town, there was a guy that was demonstrating washing machines and refrigerators. And the Dutton clan was there, and uh, they were talking about the, the washing machines and the refrigerators and all of that stuff. And then one of the, uh, the cowboys asked, well, how much is that? 
and the uh, uh, the salesman said, oh, you don't own this, you rent it. And the cowboy said, so I won't be working for me? I'll be working for you? Now, I don't know if Taylor Sheridan, the producer of Yellowstone, the whole Yellowstone universe, um, actually meant that as a social commentary. I couldn't imagine that he didn't, but he was exactly right. When you own nothing and somebody else owns it, then you are actually going to work for them. Well, that's what the World Economic Forum wants. That's what the neo-feudalists want on this planet. They're the ones that will own it. I remember it wasn't, I guess it was probably a year and a half ago on my radio show, I was talking about how BlackRock was coming in and buying up not homes, but entire communities. And they were paying a price where people, I mean, you could almost couldn't turn down that offer. Well, BlackRock, in turn, was not reselling those homes. They were renting them. Renting them. Because remember, you will own nothing and you will be happy. So you just get to rent this home. You get to go to work in order for them to be wealthy. One of the greatest drivers of wealth in this country for a long time now has been home ownership. That's where you can go in. You can have something. It's yours. It will ultimately increase in value. And when the time comes, you could, if the markets are right, sell it for a profit. That is a great way or thought to be a great way to build wealth in this country. So if you don't own it, and they do own it, who is actually building the wealth? BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Harari, all of these people who are in the global elite, they're the ones that are getting unbelievably wealthy. And the only way that they can get unbelievably wealthy is if they keep you poor. That's exactly what they want. They want to be the crown. They want to be the king. They want to be the monarchy that controls everything. And then they will divide it up against the, uh, the nobility, and the nobility will divide that up uh, to the vassals, and you will work for the vassals who will work for the nobility who will work for the crown, the World Economic Forum. This is a plan. It's, and this isn't even a conspiracy theory anymore. That's the crazy thing. They're not even hiding this anymore. It's out there in the open, right there on their website. You will own nothing and you will be happy. But it's not just your homes and your cars and your appliances that they want. They also want you. And they want your privacy. Let's just think for a minute. How can you control somebody if you don't know anything about them? Let's just imagine there's somebody in, in Des Moines. You've never even met this, but maybe you, you only know their name. Can you control that person? No, no, you can't. But what if you knew everything about their lives? 
Could you have some control over them then? Of course you could. And that's exactly what the World Economic Forum wants. They want total control. We're not talking about just a little bit of control. They don't want to just control where you work or how long you work or what you own or don't own. They want to know everything about you. That's why they want to bring in this central bank digital currency. Central bank digital currency will allow them to track and monitor everything you do. Now, the great thing about money, the great thing about cash, it's it's anonymous. You can go into a store, you can make a transaction, you can buy a stick of gum, whatever you want to get, and pay cash for it. And guess what? Nobody knows anything about it. They just know that a transaction was made. With central bank digital currency, not only do they know that a transaction was made, they know who made it. And then that will give them control and power over you. Because if they know who is making the transaction, and if they are in charge and control of the transactions, then they can stop the transactions. If your social credit score is not good enough, if you haven't been a good enough citizen, air quotes, in their eyes, then you won't get to make that transaction. Let's say they, uh, that, that you, uh, you haven't been a good citizen and you haven't gotten your steps in for the day or whatever requirement that they put on you. Well, then they would just take away your right to heat your home or to cool your home or to use your vehicle. There was a, a guy was telling me it was, um, it's a Hollywood actor guy and he was out in Hollywood and he saw a young Chinese girl and she was walking on one of the lots, uh, the big studio lots there. And he said, Hey, uh, could I give you a ride? He was in one of the golf carts the studio provides. She said, no, no, no. I got to get my walk, my, my steps in. And he said, Oh, you're trying to keep fit. And you know, she was wearing one of those Fitbit things. And, uh, and she said, no, I have to do this to keep up my credit score. She was Chinese. And if her credit score, if her social credit score, and in this case, her exercise that she was getting was too low, then her family would lose privileges. Now, understand what I just said. Not rights, privileges, because there you have no rights. And pretty soon, all over this planet, nobody is going to have rights. Rights will be replaced with privileges. And you can take away someone's privileges. But first, you got to get rid of those pesky rights. See, that's what Klaus Schwab and, and the World Economic Forum and all those folks, they hate your rights. They don't even think you should have rights. That's why we are slowly eroding rights away in this country. Left and, ironically, right. They're doing it. And it's not just the Democrats, it's the Republicans, too, because the Republicans, by not standing up to the Democrats, they're complicit in this act as well. So they want to get rid of your rights and instead give you privileges that they can revoke at any time. This cannot stand. Who in the hell are these people? Who are these people in the World Economic Forum? Who appointed them to be the leaders of the world. Well, apparently, they did. 
I mean, if you look back through history and you look at all the the, the kings and queens and all their monarchy, you have to kind of stand up and, and think, how did how did uh, how did you get to be king? How did how who appointed you king? Where when did this happen? I don't remember voting on it, but it happened, and through the noble bloodline, the monarchy was passed down from generation to generation. Now, understand, if you're outside the noble bloodline, you don't have a chance to get in. The best thing you could be is a noble or a, a vassal. That's it. Other than that, you were a peasant. So, a lot of people would do a lot of things. My gosh, if you really look back at it, this whole social credit score thing has been around for <laughs> for a long, long time, basically since since uh, people started forming governments. It's been around. If you're a good citizen, you do exactly what you're told, you serve the crown loyally, then you will be given position. If you don't, then you won't. You'll be a pig farmer or a pig keeper or, or a whatever position that they determine is worthy of your status. So what would people do? They would absolutely fall all over themselves to be part of the, the nobility. There was a dinner, <coughs> excuse me, a dinner the other night at the, uh, the, the palace at Versailles. And Justin Trudeau was there. Mick Jagger was there. King Charles was there, of course. Macron was there. All of these uh, folks. And it was opulent. It was unbelievable. Gold dripping from the walls, it seemed. Crystal gleaming. Everything was of the highest order. Everything was of, of the, the finest quality. And these people were dining there. If anything could show you that feudalism still exists today, that should do it. It's just in a different form. It's just packaged a little bit differently than it has been in the past for now. Because remember, the people were the ones that paid for that palace. The people are still the ones that pay for that palace. They're the ones that pay for that gold. They pay for that crystal. They pay for that silver. It is technically theirs, but they don't get to use it. Just think about what we have in this country. Think about the opulence of the White House, the opulence of the Capitol building. You don't get to use that stuff. That's, you paid for it, but it's not yours. Yes, feudalism is alive and well. Neo-feudalism is alive and well, not only in this country, but on this planet. And it's only going to get worse if these people have their way. These unelected bureaucrats are really the ones that hold all the power. That's pretty amazing. It really is. Funny how nobody's really talking about it. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast. <laughs>